Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Rage Quit, the video game discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and I want to basically pick up where I left off last time So today, I want to talk about Splinter Cell Double Agent. Now, for those of you wondering, because I did notice that a lot of you apparently loved the episodes I did about talking about certain missions from the Splinter Cell games, notably when I did the episodes of the Solnir Cryogenics Lab and the Embassy from Pandora Tomorrow, I just want everybody to know, yes, I will do my best do some of these these episodes on these certain missions again it's just talking about video games by myself it's just so difficult because it's it's very very hard for me to get guests on my show so but I do want to give my assurance that I will do my best and and I'll do my best certainly on this episode and I'm doing my best on this on on this show overall so. so so Yeah, so you got my word. I'll do my best. I'll try. Like I do, got to go back and watch some more of the walkthroughs before I do these mission. Before I do those uh, episodes on on the missions, especially on these episodes overall. So, but you know, luckily, uh, Mister Sinnerstrain Zero One, the greatest stealth gamer on planet Earth, his walkthroughs of Splinter Cell are so good. So I can all I gotta do is just go back on his channel, you know, find the the missions, and then just watch that, and, and then everything's gonna be okay. So, but again. I do promise to make, you know, the effort of, of doing it, and I do want to let everybody know I do strongly appreciate the support and the appreciation. I know there's probably a lot of things I don't do correct because, you know, talking about video games is nowhere near the same about, you know, talking about sports, you know, which is whole, the whole thing about podcasting, but but again, I strongly appreciate the support, I appreciate the advice, I appreciate the loyalty, I can't tell, I can't tell you guys how much y'all mean to me, and again... Follow me on Twitter. My Twitter is at Bearman of Texas. It's just TX. You don't need to spell it out. My DM is open. So if you have any suggestions for this show or for my, any of my other shows, if you want to be a guest on this show or, or any other shows, please do not hesitate. Send me a message and I will get back to you. And if you do want to get on the show, I promise I will make it happen. And if you have any ideas, believe me, I will I will take your suggestion I will do an episode and I will make it as I'll do the best of my ability to make the episode as great as possible so thank you very much everybody so now I think I'm ready to talk about Splinter Cell Double Agent well I don't I'm sure I don't have to remind everybody again but I'll just do it anyway because uh, I like to acknowledge just how much I love this Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell series and again, of course, I like to remind everybody how much I strongly appreciate Tom Clancy, Ubisoft, you know, everything, you know, from Red Storm, you know, with, with the start of Rainbow Six to everything. So, you know, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's, so, it, it's just so cool. I know, if, speaking of Red Storm, you know, I'm always wondering, you know, again, you know, 
it's it's now basically a game developer and a studio of Ubisoft. I think at one point it, it was its own it was its own like studio and company, but I think it got bought out from bankruptcy. I think it got bought out from Ubisoft, if I'm correct. So it's just it's just amazing how it's just amazing how far this whole thing with Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, Splinter Cell, how it's how it's gone to this at this point in history. So. It's amazing. So, so Red Storm is actually still there. It it, it develops the games. So, well, it, it did for a while, and then you know Ubisoft acquired Red Storm in August of two thousand. So, okay, yeah. So at one point, yeah, Red Storm. At, at one point, I think basically with, with the developers, I don't know if they, I don't know if they still are, but. But from what I understand, Red Storm is is still a video game developer. It's a studio of Ubisoft. It started out in nineteen ninety six. Uh, Tom Clancy actually founded. Uh, Red Storm, so... So it still says that it develops the games of the Tom Clancy's uh, game franchise, and, and Ubisoft acquired the company. So I think, yeah, so Red Storm and Ubisoft, it'll work together. Red Storm is actually part of Ubisoft. It's a Ubisoft studio. It's a subsidiary, so... Yeah. And again, you know, with my ADHD and everything, it's hard to really kind of grasp and put everything together, so, so it's this, it's that, but... But it's good to know that Red Storm, yeah, so I guess the best way and the easiest... Way to kind of understand is Red Storm is a Ubisoft studio, and it's still it's still around. So I just like back then you know the logos. It was like that red tornado. I always thought that was pretty cool. So anyway, I'm thankful and grateful for Tom Clancy for Ubisoft for Red Storm. You know, Rainbow Six was always great, but Tom but Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell is always going to be my favorite series of all because I love Splinter Cell. So about Splinter Cell Double Agent, you know, it's amazing that there's actually, I believe, three versions of the game. I do remember there was the version on the regular Xbox, the PS2, the GameCube, and the Nintendo Wii. But there was also the version for the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3. And of course, Microsoft Windows. Now, I did have Splinter Cell Double Agent on the regular Xbox, and I loved it. And then when I got the Xbox 360, I did play the Double Agent version on the 360. But I have to admit, I did not honestly enjoy the Xbox 360 version as much as I did the regular version. Now, the Xbox 360 version, do I think it's terrible? Not exactly. Bas I think it was okay. It was kind of a bit overwhelming and a little bit annoying and not honestly as fun as the regular Xbox version. <laughs> But I, I I would not say that it was terrible. I wouldn't say it was terrible at all. So, um, so basically at this point, excuse my phone kind of my phone kind of briefly went off. I'll have to call it back as soon as I'm done. But honestly, um, the whole thing with with the three with the three sixty version, what what really uh amazed me from the is the major differences like the storylines are everything are the same but the graphics the style and the way the missions went were completely different but you know the version for, for the 360 the, that version was actually made by Ubisoft Shanghai and Ubisoft Milan and those were the developers of Splinter Cell Pandora Tomorrow and the one on the X regular Xbox the one that I enjoyed more that was actually made by Ubisoft Montreal and Ubisoft Montreal developed Splinter, the, the the first Splinter Cell, it's you know, it's it's just called Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell, but I call it Splinter Cell Stealth Action Redefined because it does in fact say Stealth Action Redefined on the cover. 
Of course, also in Splinter Cell Chaos Theory was also by Ubisoft Montreal. So, but what I should mention is that the Ubisoft Milan and Shanghai version, the the custom engine is actually is uh, how do you say it's um well I should I might mention the, the, those versions it, it features a complete custom engine, but the Ubisoft Montreal version is more like the classic Splinter Cell games. So I think that's I think that's why I preferred the Ubisoft Montreal version a whole lot better because it was more like the, the classic Splinter Cell games. The Ubisoft Milan and Shanghai version, which is the 360 and the PS3 version, again, a complete custom engine. So it's basically kind of something new, something to modernize, especially from the style of the PS3 and the Xbox 360. So overall, like I said, I'm grateful for both, but honestly, I preferred the Xbox 360, excuse me, the Xbox version a whole lot better than the 360 version. But I'm happy to say, and I'm blessed to say that I've played both, and just so everybody knows, on CenterStrange01's channel, he's got both versions, he does such a fantastic job. If you haven't subscribed to his channel, what the hell are you waiting for? You have no idea what you have been missing out on. Go on YouTube, find CenterStrange01, subscribe, send some donations because that's his livelihood, that's, this is the way for him to, to take care of, of his uh, baby daughter. <sighs> Basically, what I'm trying to say is support Center Strain Zero to the best of your ability. He does not disappoint. He's the best in the world. All right. <clears throat> well, you know, everybody knows me like how I love I love the plots of the Splinter Cell games. And you know, I should mention, you know, the the two versions of the games, the plot lines, like I said, they're different. But. The, the, the designs of the levels and I think the story orders that's that's where the that's where the whole thing kind of alters but but the way basically the easiest way to remember or to understand the whole story about Splinter Cell Double Agent is that how how Sam Fisher loses his daughter I mean I should say supposedly loses his daughter because for the, for all of you Splinter Cell enthusiasts out there who played the games who know the story you know, from Double Agent to a Splinter Cell Conviction, the whole thing. Y'all know how it goes, so that's why I have to say. So Sam Fisher so loses his daughter, but but I should say supposedly. But again, you know, we, 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 we did not know at the time when Double Agent came out. We kind of know the story. We actually thought that Sam Fisher had legitimately lost his daughter. But of course, in the future, we find out otherwise. We found out different. But the whole mission is, so Sam Fisher loses his daughter while he's on a mission to Iceland. And because Sarah Fisher is his only child, and it's basically like the only family he has, Sam Fisher basically is so stricken with grief, I'd imagine he falls into a deep depression. It badly and negatively affects his ability to work, to do his job. And as a result, because of his deteriorating state, he is pulled out of active service because, again, you know, he's so badly overcome with grief. He, you know, I mean, I imagine how bad his mental health must have been, so... <coughs> Excuse me. So he's pulled out of active service, but after a time, Lambert, his boss, and of course his best friend, comes up to him and offers him, basically, a job where he goes probably in deep, in such deep undercover that he's never been in before. But at this point, Sam Fisher... You know, I, I talk about this with Max Payne, you know, how Max Payne in history, how he loses his baby daughter and his wife... And then he takes on the most dangerous mission of his career. 
Well, Sam Fisher basically goes in a similar situation. Sam Fisher is a fearless, strong man that is basically at the point of his life. He has nothing left to lose. He does not care. He is ready and able to take on the most dangerous mission of his, not only of his career, but of his life. After everything Sam Fisher has done, serving the country, Navy SEAL, NSA, everything, this mission in Splinter Cell Double Agent is the most difficult and dangerous mission of them all. Because again, the way to remember it is in this whole entire game, it's about him going deep undercover to infiltrate a an American domestic organization that is known as John Brown's Army, or an, as the game that's like they like to say, the JBA. So basically, after so that that Iceland mission, honestly, especially on the on the 360 version, the one on the uh, uh, excuse me, the one on the, on the regular Xbox version, I mean, that mission was pretty long, but it was a whole lot of fun. The 360 version is a whole lot shorter, and it's really not as fun. But I don't want to talk too much about uh, the 360 version. I like to talk about the one that I'm actually more enthused about, which was the regular Xbox version. But, anyway. So, after that mission in Iceland, I, if I remember correctly, the mission in Iceland was to... Um, is to basically investigate investigate a, a geothermal plant and Sam Fisher goes alongside a CIA agent by the name of Hisham Hamza and basically bas uh, basically around the end of the mission when you're supposed to uh, I think once you achieve these objectives and then you, you're supposed to go after a terrorist um, the mission all of a sudden is aborted I remember in the mission, Sam Fisher tells Lambert that this is done now. I think he says, now I'm going after Kadir. And then Lambert starts shouting, no, you're not. Abort the mission. I repeat, abort the mission. And then Sam Fisher starts to get defiant and, like, saying, you know, to, he's like, cause Lambert tells him that he's canceling the remaining objectives. To Sam, to which Sam Fisher responds, like, hell you are. And he says, I'm not going anywhere. And then or Lambert goes like, Sam, listen to me. We have enough. And then he, he tell and then of course you know, Hisham Hamza was also in the in the thing says, ask what's going on and then Sam Fisher, Lambert tells him get out of there both of you and then and of course Hamza you know basically like I said I'll stay with I'll stay if you do it's, it's, it, he tells Sam Fisher it's your call but but you know uh, Lambert basically informs the two that he has deployed another Splinter Cell team to destroy the entire plant and then he. Tell Sam he tells Sam you know something's happened it's your daughter, so Sam clears out and he, he gets uh, on board um this, this aircraft which they call it's it's called an Osprey, which is you know one one of those uh, military aircrafts are pretty cool, and and that's where Lambert gives the bad news informing him that Sarah Fisher has been killed by a drunk driver but again you know in the future in the game in the next game special conviction, we find out different so. But as soon as he's told that, that that bad news, I always found it so cool, and I do mean so cool. How Sam takes takes off those those splinter cell goggles, he throws them out of the Osprey, they fall in the water, and then they briefly float before they sink. So that kind of shows that gives you a true, unique representation of Sam Fisher's mental state, his well-being, his life, and his career because he lost his daughter. Like sinks to the bottom of the ocean like those goggles. That's what happens with his life. So. So after that, Sam you know accepts the mission and you know to infiltrating John Brown's army. So basically, go, he goes undercover in Ellsworth Prison, and he he befriends a, a, a member of of John Brown's army, the JBA, by the name of Jamie Washington. 
And th it's all part of the mission because, again, the whole point of the game is Sam Fisher infiltrating the, the JBA. So Sam Fisher escapes from prison along with Washington, and he's, and he's welcomed into the JBA, and that's where he begins his infiltration. So that's, that's why I remember in the first mission in, in, the, in the JBA uh, compound in New Orleans, that first mission, I always remember how annoying it was because every time you turn on the night vision, there was static interference because of some sort of jamming device that's, that's on, the, on the compound, which, is, which makes sense. So I think the first mission, like at the JBA headquarters, you basically find an email that, uh, written by a, a member of the JBA that, that talks about his intentions of, of overthrowing Emile Dufresne and by the way, Emile Dufresne is, is the head of the JBA, John Brown's Army. And I should say a little bit about John Brown's Army. Again, it's an American terrorist organization. It's, uh, it's led by Emile Dufresne. And according to this, the primary goal was to radically change or destroy the United States government as Dufresne labeled it as, as quote, corrupt and run by greed, unquote. So, because basically Emile believes that the U.S. government... Had lost a pro has lost its its commitment to address the interests of the people. So, which again, it's, it's corrupted, run by greed. So, and of course, you know, we all know about John Brown. You know, John Brown, as we know, it was an an abolitionist. I can't even say it. Abolitionist leader. You know, who base who basically believed that. Uh, it it it's 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 kind of hard to describe, uh, especially this part, but. I believe John Brown believed that violence was necessary to end American slavery because apparently peaceful efforts had previously failed. So, so it, it kind of makes sense how... So I'd imagine that Emile Dufresne compares himself to John Brown. So, of course, he would name his organization John Brown's Army. But sorry for this confusion because I know I'm pretty, I'm pretty much messed up a lot. I, I, really didn't have I really didn't plan about talking about John Brown's Army a little bit, but I felt like I should, you know, to do a good job. Because I know that my speaking skills are not as good as on this show as my other ones. Because video get like I said, talking about video games is so tough. But anyway, so he starts the GBA uh, infiltration. He finds the email about a member by the name of Cole Yeager describing his intentions to overthrow Emil. And then you have that choice: you can either send the email to the NSA or send it or send it to Emil himself. If you send it to the NSA, Yeager is is, is extracted by the NSA, or and I imagine third echelon where he's interrogated by Lambert and everybody else. But if you send it to G to uh, to Emil, Cole Yeager get, is killed. So, so that that that's part of the um, that's usually that, that that's part of the infiltration. In my case, what I did is because we're infiltrating, I sent it to the NSA because so so and, and I failed like, as part of the infiltration mission, we had to extract Yeager and, and interrogate him to get more information. So. And at that point, you know, even Lambert begins to take a, a more directive approach in the mission because he basically poses as an arms dealer for the JBA. So, so basically, like this whole mission just becomes even more and more like important and complicated. And then I think basically the JBA um, acquires a great amount of red mercury. I th and, and I believe you know. Because if you remember in the mission, in the mission in Iceland, Emil Dufresne was actually in Iceland too. So I believe that he was in Iceland to pick up the Red Mercury. So, um, but then I remember there's that mission on the cruise ship in Cozumel, and basically the JBA their mission is to plant a bomb using Red Mercury to blow up the ship, and they they plan using that as a test, as part of the JBA's plot. And I remember Sam has basically. 
the choice of either sabotaging the bomb or letting it go off. And of course, in my case, I sabotaged it. And it's Sam alongside uh, his partner in the mission known as Enrica. And apparently Sam actually develops strong feelings for Enrica in the game as we find out because you know, Enrica is, is really young and he kind of feels like en and Sam kind of feels like Enrica shouldn't be there and anything but but you know I remember yeah I sabotaged it and if you, if you choose to make that mission Sam actually gets Sam and Enrica get badly punished so which then takes you to that mission of that taking over a Russian oil taker in the Russian Sea of Okhoisk I, I, I have no idea how to pronounce it the, the Sea of Okhoisk it's that basically it's the the Western Pacific Ocean. It's between in Russia. It's like above the Sea of Japan, I believe. So anyway, I always found that mission, the mission, the, the Russian oil tanker. That mission was actually challenging and difficult. So you know, I, I'd imagine how many times I've complained about games being extremely short and not challenging and long enough. But you know, and I've said there's a few games that are like that. But Splinter Cell Double Agent is a perfect example of a game that's you know. Well in length, you know, well challenged and everything. So I'm very, very, very grateful. So that Russian oil taker mission I thought was fun. I don't remember too much, uh, too much of it. I have to watch it, but God knows how bad I want to, I want to play it. And I'm sure I spoke about last time how there's going to be some Splinter Cell remakes. And I basically said, well, if the, I'll, well, I don't know if it's a remake or a remaster, but. Oh, that's right. It's a remake. Okay, I have the link to the, to the Ubisoft.com news. So last December, Ubisoft greenlit the development of a Splinter Cell remake. So I'd imagine that that's going to be a remake of the, of the first Splinter Cell. And I'm pretty sure I said it because when I did an, when I did an episode on the Splinter Cell remake, I said, well, if the remake is a success, I would I would hope that Pandora Tomorrow is going to get a remake, Chaos Theory, and, and hopefully Double Agent. And if they're all on the PS4 and the PS5, uh, I can purchase them digitally. Then you know I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna play them all again. I'm gonna live stream them. I'm gonna I'm gonna have fun again. I promise you that. All right. <clears throat> because again, you know, God knows how bad I want to play uh, Splinter Cell Double Agent and Chaos Theory again. So, so the Russian oil mission is fun, but I don't remember too much out of it, honestly, except for the stealth and basically the whole point of that mission is is to basically hijack the oil tank and then and then the the JPA. I imagine would plan on using it on you know bringing the the tank to the tanker to one of the cities that that it planned to destroy because again that was part of the uh, JBA uh, plan in this entire thing. So then after that, and, uh, Sam Fisher accompanies Emil to a meeting in, in Kinshasa. And basically, uh, it's the capital and the largest city of the the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And that mission was so annoying. Like there was always these explosions in that mission. And, and, and basically, you're in a hotel, and with all the missions, all the explosions and everything, uh, the power would, would continue to, to go out and then come back on. Ugh. But what was the most memorable things of the mission in Kinshasa was that Hisham Hamza is also undercover there, and Emil orders Sam Fisher to assassinate Hisham Hamza. But of course, in my case, I did not do it. Except that's where things get more and more and more difficult because when you don't do as Emil says, you know, you lose the trust and everything, so. And and I believe at one point, you know, this is where Sam finds an email that reveals that there's a mole inside the NSA. And I and I believe that's the mole that we, we, we learn about in, in Splinter Cell Conviction. So, and you all know the whole story about the, the mole that Lambert was after, but that's, that's a talk for Splinter Cell Conviction. And I... I haven't played that game in a long time, but anyway. 
the whole thing uh, gets more and more complicated because, um, especially because you know the failure to to uh, to assassinate Hisham Hamza, Lambert is taken hostage by the JBA, and basically the there's basically a point where there's two things you can do. Sam can either de- confirm or deny Lambert's ties to the NSA, but either either way, it, it like, like I said, there's gonna be consequences because one choice causes Lambert to be killed by the JBA, or the other puts Sam in a bad position with, with the JBA as far as trust goes, so... So that, 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 that's where things get so bad, but of course, I, I think I think that was the second mission in, in New Orleans as well, in, in the JBA headquarters, and I remember, I think one of the objectives as well was you can choose to disarm two of the Red Mercury bombs, and I remember I did that too. I disarmed them both, and then, you know... Like that. So again, you know, I was doing everything I can to the best of my ability to to successfully penetrate the JBA and to you know to keep my commitments and ties to the NSA in a positive mood. Again, you know, Sam Fisher's undercover. So, but that final mission in New York, oh boy, that's where basically Sam Fisher is given what they call fifth freedom. Sam Fisher is ordered to kill all the top-ranking members of the JBA in order to put them out for good and to stop their plan. And during that mission, there's also there's been these red mercury bombs have been planted for L.A. by a tanker. Again, you I, I'd imagine the, the one headed for L.A. wasn't that that Russian tanker that you stole that you took over in that mission. And Enrica, well, that's where Emil basically beginning the mission in that cutscene. Emil learns that Sam Fisher is an undercover agent. So that's where he he orders Jamie Washington. B.J. Sykes, which is another high-ranking member of the JPA, and Rika, all the soldiers of the JVA, he orders them, if you find Sam Fisher, he's to be killed on sight. So, and, and so he does, so basically, I remember, you know, you, you kill Jamie, you kill B.J. Sykes, and, you know, Enrica, she does confront Sam, but she tells him, I think she told she tells him that he she can't do it, and... She actually, in fact, she actually assists Sam. So, so Enrica kind of turns, you know, turns, you know, turns on the good side, or in pro wrestling terms, we say she turns face. So, anyway, so you get to that point where the final Mercury bomb is, and, and Emil is, is standing right there, and and that duel with Emil was pretty difficult, and God knows how many how many tries it took me to to finally get it done. So after that, you know, I I take down Emil and I disable the last bomb. And then in the cutscene, Enrica comes, but a Splinter Cell agent kills her. And then out of a, out of a, out of rage, Sam kills that particular agent, and 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 Sam basically that that's where Sam really kind of goes on on a full rogue status, like no longer part of Third Echelon, no longer part of the NSA, because basically a a guy by the name of uh, Assistant Director Williams, who I believe kind of takes over the Third Echelon. Kind of like that. Basically, Sam, you know, accuses Williams of murdering Enrica, and he vows revenge. So, but Williams tell, warns that they're gonna find him first. So that's what Sam basically goes off on his own. If you remember at the beginning of Spawn Cell Conviction, Sam is actually in Malta. So, so as far as the the future with Williams and Sam goes, I don't quite remember it, but uh, but now I'm just curious to know exactly what went on after that. But. Uh, Again, I'm really not sure. 
So again, I mean, I'm telling you, this plot, the missions and everything was, was so cool. You know, again, all the gadgets, the weapons and everything, and the interrogations. So much similarities to Chaos Theory, but... But what I love, the stories, you know, is, is the challenges and everything. And and I gotta be honest, even though in the first JBA mission, you know, how you, you put on your, your night vision goggle, and the, then because of the jamming device, it, it keeps, you know, it, it keeps, like, you know, messing it up like that... Every time you put in the night vision goggles, it would, it would kind of like static and like that. So the objectives were, were pretty cool. Everything was just such a brilliant challenge. And Spiral Cell Double Agent, honestly, is probably. Well, I, I can't say it's the best Splinter Cell, but it's definitely up there. But it, I can honestly tell you, it's one of the greatest games I've ever played in my life. And honestly, it's one of the games that I'm most grateful for more than anything. Ladies and gentlemen. Rage Quit is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see you all next time.